Welcome back, nerds, to the news. This week's episode, we have a Corey Taylor twofer over in the music section, as well as some horrible timing for an announcement in the gaming section. Uh, Jonathan Hickman is at it again in comic books. Buffy is back again kind of, in uh, episodic and TV content. Uh, Star Wars is getting an upgrade in movie section, and then Mortal Kombat 1 is only a couple of days old at this point, but it's already got some huge rumors to address. All that and a bunch more, so let's jump into it. Let's hit the housekeeping. Um, so, as we are filming tonight, it is it is late, so I apologize if I don't have the same energy as I normally do, uh, but it was now or never, so I had to choose the now part. Uh, but, as far as uh, regular, proper housekeeping concerns uh, go, it looks like right now we are about eight weeks out from the uh, the between season break, the winter break between seasons. Um, and for those that are new to the channel, that just means that we're going to switch formats for a couple of months while I gear up for the next season of the overly produced show. Uh, and we're just going to do a lot more live shows for a couple of months. Um, also, there is, uh, of those eight weeks that we are going to be counting down, uh, at least one of those weeks, towards the end actually, is going to be affected by my attempts at interviewing people who make the music professionally. Um, so stay tuned for details on that should they arise. I am still waiting to, to receive uh, response emails from some uh, queries that I have sent out. So as those develop, I will definitely keep you informed right here on the channel. Um, I don't think there's any more proper housekeeping to discuss. So let's do the news. So, uh, music is always first. We've got that uh, Corey Taylor twofer. We also have uh, Maynard is getting old and celebrating. Maynard James Keenan is celebrating in a very unique style, as well as uh, some new music from some old bands in the regular ass news section. So, let's do this. Uh, in music, we are starting not with follow-ups and corrections, but we are starting with new music. And like I said previously, we have a Corey Taylor twofer. Uh, we're going to start this off with that. CMF2 uh, has been released, and he's released, honestly, a bunch of lyric videos, and then two proper music videos for the songs uh, We Are The Rest and Sorry Me. Two very differently uh, uh, energized songs, we should say. The first one we are the rest is uh, kind of something that you could have heard with Stone Sour, though I will contend, and perhaps I am wrong, so maybe try and change my mind, but I will contend that uh, anything that Corey Taylor did with Stone Sour was a little more well written, was a little more well arranged, and just generally better music than what he's doing solo. Uh, that's not to say this is a bad song, it's just not the same quality of song that you would get from him being able 
are being surrounded by other musicians who are equally as talented, if not more so. So yeah, that's kind of where that one hits. And then we have Sorry Me, which the slow, sappy ones is where Corey Taylor generally tends to excel. And this song, honestly, taking that into consideration, kind of misses the mark. Uh, a huge Corey Taylor fan, but uh, this Sorry Me song just feels a little too contrived at points, as far as lyrically speaking. So, I don't know, just doesn't, just, just all of this solo Corey Taylor stuff just really rings hollow uh, compared to anything he's done with his, uh, with his other two proper outfits. Uh, Stone Sour very likely will never put out new music again, which really sucks. So I'm just going to have to stick with the Slipknot stuff and hope it continues to stay good. Uh, because as much as I love Corey, I really don't like the solo stuff. Maybe you do? Let's talk about it. Then we have new music from Chino Moreno, lead singer from the Deftones, but this is his other project called Crosses. Uh, name of the song is Light as a Feather. There is another track that was released uh, from their forthcoming new record. I honestly didn't listen to it yet because just kind of wanted to grab the one. Never given Crosses a chance before, honestly. This is some synthwave, like, poppy stuff that I really didn't expect to come out of Chino. Very well produced very well sang like apparently chino at some point learned how to sing even though you wouldn't be able to tell it from this stuff in the deftones that's how the deftones got their name if you think i'm just throwing shade is because somebody thought chino was tone deaf and that's so your singer tone deaf and therein a, a name was born uh but this song you wouldn't do you wouldn't know that that's the origin of the name for his other band because chino had can can really really sing not exactly like the best vocalist in the world but better than he definitely plays in his other band so really interesting i would say uh recommend on this if you're not opposed to some synthwave pop because that's really what that is then our next piece of uh, new music comes from Everclear. This is one of the new tracks off of the live record that they have put out. It is on shelves now if you want to go check it out. Name of the track is Sing Away. And I just, I really like Alex Alexakis because the dude has a really cool voice. Again, maybe not the most like well-versed vocals, like he doesn't have the most range ever or anything, but he knows what he can do and he does it very well. Uh, this song just, it, it's a hell of a melody, just it's, a, it's kind of a, a, a driving tune that just feels good. The lyrical content is kind of familiar ground if you've listened to a fair amount of Everclear, so uh, this will feel pretty similar to a couple of their bigger singles from years past, but uh, when you do it this well that's kind of forgivable i think so yeah i always am going to recommend everclear because even if the lyrics are garbage the melodies are always great so go check out the new sing away song from everclear and then let's talk about uh the new Whitechapel track it's without you without us is the name of the track and I, at this point, I feel like we just owe them their own subgenre of metal because Whitechapel is just doing amazing things. I guess technically this would still be deathcore, but how many deathcore bands do you know start a song for like the first verse and then subsequent verses, even after it gets heavy, with an acoustic guitar and melodic vocals? Like there is not a lot. Uh, I specifically only Whitechapel is the one I can think of. So yeah, just it, this song is 
the the direction these guys are heading it just works and they still manage to keep the heavy coming but they're also stretching their legs in other directions and i if you want some experimental with your heavy then whitechapel is where it's at go check out the new track without you without us so next we have to talk about a new wargasm song normally i probably would have just skipped over this announcement but this one is featuring fred durst and being as i am a bit of a limp biscuit fan uh, maybe you can't tell from the autographed stuff in the background but uh yeah definitely like me some limp biscuit so i had to give it a go i these guys actually opened up for limp biscuit when i saw them last and that was a thing we've talked about it in a, a number of times at this point this song is not doing a whole lot to save them not even fred durst on this song can save it's it's mindless fun. I will I will definitely give it that. And the video is actually kind of clever. Um, but just overall, there, it's just not well executed, not well written, just not well done in general. Uh, mediocre. If you like just noise, then that's the only way I could recommend this track. But uh, otherwise, probably just stay away from Wargasm. They're not that great. And then in the lines of greatness, uh, we have a new Dragon Force track that has come out. This one is called Doomsday Party with their new female bass player. I can't think of her name at the moment, but this I, I believe this is the first recordings with her on it because she got picked up during the touring cycle for the last record. I could be wrong. We did talk about it when it happened, and I'm pretty sure that's how the time, time frame went, but uh, ADD and horrible notes, you know. Uh, so, uh, Dragon Force Doomsday Party. This is almost the Dragon Force that you remember and remember well fondly. Uh, it's a little slow for Dragon Force, which is a little off-putting because what is a Dragon Force song if it doesn't sound like Judas Priest stuck on fast forward, right? So, uh, yeah, it just it feels off for that reason. Production on this song is actually really well done. Uh, the You can hear the bass all the way through, and the performances are always very well done with these guys. Uh, not the biggest fan of their new vocalist, uh, the guy that's taken over since the other guy went to uh, uh, Skid Row, I think is where he's singing these days. Um, so, yeah, that part I'm not the biggest fan of, but interesting. Instrumentally, Sam Totem and Herman Lee can do no wrong, uh, and the new bass player is actually holding it down pretty well as well. So I'm I'm definitely here for some Dragon Force. I don't think this song is super indicative of what they're capable of, so maybe steer clear. And then, speaking of bands that I haven't given the time of day previously, we have Ibaraki has a new track out called, and I'm going to say this wrong and I apologize, uh, Jigoku Dayu. Uh, this is, of course, Matthew Kahifi's other project that he does when he's not doing Trivium stuff. I'm pretty sure it's with Isan of Black Metal fame, but I, I could be wrong. It might be a different project that I'm remembering. Either way, uh, Matthew K. Hafey, this song is, this is very similar actually to that Whitechapel track we talked about just a moment ago, in that the dynamics of this are just kind of all over the place and it makes it super interesting. Uh, I've never been a huge fan of Hafey's voice. Um, I, I feel like they could have found a vocalist to perform the words that he writes a little bit better than he can perform them but that's kind of nitpicky and this is actually a really solid track i'm very intrigued to hear more ibaraki after listening to this one 
Now let's talk about this new Duran Duran song, Tis the Season to be Scary. Uh, they have a new song called Dance Macabre, and I mean, they are definitely not the first ones to write a piece of that title. Uh, most notably, check out the John Carpenter track for uh, Halloween. That's also do 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 do. That's also called Dance Macabre. But um, this is the Duran Duran version of that song title, and it's actually not terrible. Uh, not a huge Duran Duran fan. Yes, I do understand that without them, the 80s sound was a very different landscape. But... Uh, just, I don't know, and in their older years, uh, the more recent output from them has not been to that quite same level. This song, though, definitely does well to get you in the holiday season mood, so nothing wrong with that. Uh, just not really anything exceptional in the Duran Duran catalog, so check it out, sure, but uh, kind of a weak recommend. And closing things out for new music this week, we have a new track from Beartooth. The name of the track is Better The Better Me. It's featuring a country artist named Hardy, whom I've never heard of because I don't listen to pop country, but uh, this song is apparently what they're calling modern rock these days, and... I'm not here for this. This is not good. So I, I previous exposure to the band Beartooth was that they were a bit heavier, uh, on the heavy side at least, and this is not that at all. Uh, this is not very good at all. I would say definitely steer clear of this. Unless you just are looking for empty, vapid music, then sure, give it a shot. But this is, there, there is no redeeming value here. I'm sorry. Let's move on, please. And then, not to be left out, we do have some tours and festivals to talk about this week. Uh, tours starting things off, we have Cradle of Filth has just announced a European tour. Uh, it will be supported by Wednesday 13 and the band Sick and Beautiful. Uh, starts February 10th in Tel Aviv, Israel, and then runs through March 8th. I honestly can't pronounce it. I'm pretty sure it's Slovenia, Slovakia, Slovakia, I mean, Slovakia. Uh, but uh, Koisice, something. I don't, you can check the show notes for it. Go check out. Uh, tickets should be on sale, though I couldn't find an actual uh, link for that. So I'll see what I can do before this gets posted, but I'm not making any guarantees. Uh, uh, from there, we have Three Inches of Blood has announced that they're doing a, a couple of reunion shows is what one of the outlets said, but I was only able to find the date for one show. Uh, that one show is January 13th in Vancouver, British Columbia uh, at the legendary Commodore Ballroom on Granville Street. Uh, which is the same place where they played their final show before they broke up, went on hiatus, however you want to put that, uh, the, the, what happened between them. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Again, if we can, if we can find the other date or the other dates, depending, then we'll definitely be following up on that. But as it stands right now, I could only find the one date. And, uh, if you live in Canada, you probably know much better than I how to get tickets to that. So, uh, from there, we do have one other actually major tour announced, and that is the Maynard James Keenan tour. Uh, Maynard is turning, I believe, 60. Uh, so Perfect Circle is going out on tour. I know, Perfect Circle and not Tool? Very strange. But Perfect Circle is going out on tour with support from 
Primus, as well as one of Maynard's other bands, Pussifer. Uh, so the tour starts April 17th and runs through April 26th. It goes uh, basically only in the Midwest. There, I think one of the dates is out in California, but two of the dates, the last two dates specifically, are at Red Rocks in, uh, in Colorado. So yeah, uh, very interesting. Like the, the Primus thing is actually kind of awesome because yeah, Primus with Maynard doing things because Maynard and Les are just kind of homies. That sounds like a lot of fun, but I would much rather have gone to see uh, Tool than a perfect circle, but I don't know, maybe that's just me. Let me know what you think down in the comments. Uh, that's what we got for tours and festivals. Let's now talk about some regular ass news. Regular ass news this week, we have one pretty major thing. Uh, we do have some smaller bits, but one big one, we're gonna come out the gate with that one, and that is Marilyn Manson saw his day in court. But it's not exactly what you're thinking. <laughs> so, uh, this comes from charges that stem from a 2019 issue in New Hampshire, uh, where Manson, the Manson, where Marilyn Manson uh, allegedly um, did things to a videographer. Uh, this is not the first time he's been in this specific kind of trouble. Previously, it was a bouncer or a, a security guard or something uh, that he rubbed his crotch on during a show. This time he spit on a videographer and then blew his nose on the same videographer. And so he had to go to court for that because that is effectively assault in, in, in pretty much every definition of the word. So yeah, he uh, pled no contest to the charges because it's on video <laughs> and also like he, these kind of thing this kind of thing he's not really uh afraid to to own up to uh and doesn't really shy away from that's kind of what happens at a Marilyn Manson show to a certain degree so like he he understands that himself and is willing to 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 deal with that the repercussions of that anyway so yeah not a huge surprise but still Manson in court is kind of newsworthy these days uh but then our last two pieces of news are actually more new music news, but this is announcements for upcoming new music. Uh, first one being Blink-182 has a new album out that they have just announced. It's going to be called One More Time, and it will be released in October on the 20th. Uh, so yeah, new Blink-182, we knew this was coming. They've been working on it for some time, so it's cool that they finally have a release date as well as a title. Uh, from there, we also have an announcement from Korn saying that we will be seeing new music from them sometime in 2024. Uh, Head, Brian Welsh, was on an interview show uh, not, not too long ago in the very recent history uh, talking about new music from Korn and the, how they're writing and have been writing for some time and that we should be able to hear said new music sometime next year. He was uncertain as to any sort of time frame, didn't really commit to much because he doesn't speak for the band, so understandably, but th that is what we've got for some regular ass news. Let's now check out the suggestion for music this week is uh, The White Stripes and kinda sorta also Joss Stone. Uh, the, the song is Fell in Love with a Girl. Uh, Joss Stone does a very fantastic 
fantastic kind of jazzy bluesy version uh, that is fell in love with a boy it is a cover in spite of the minor lyric change go check out both of them the videos for both very dramatically different just as dramatically different as the styles for both so yeah just an interesting juxtaposition of uh, a different way to do a cover I guess is the point here so go check out fell in love with a girl and then check out fell in love with a boy from white stripes and joss stone respectively that is your musical suggestion for the week Okay, so gaming and tech this week, we have a really unfortunate announcement for a very Halloween themed game. So timing is everything these days. And then Microsoft is making an update to an application that they that has been around the market for 40 years almost. So very interesting there, as well as some new gear from Blackmagic Design. So we're gonna talk about that in a bit more. Let's do this. Uh, so starting things off, follow-ups and corrections. We have one follow-up. It is about the Evil Dead game that just came out in May of 22. So a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago. It has been announced by the uh, producers uh, Saber Interactive that there is not going to be any more free DLC for the game. And not only are they no longer supporting the game in that respect, but they also have canceled the Switch port of the game, which seems to be a growing trend that whole switch thing uh very interesting that actually mortal kombat 1 did in fact come out on the switch we'll get to that in just a moment so hold your horses but uh yeah very interesting that that actually happened when all these other uh, companies are canceling their switch ports very probably because they're gearing up for the next nintendo system so they're just going to adapt it with the better graphics and so on and so forth so yeah very interesting kind of in a uh, sign of the times at this point that's all we got though that is our follow-up for the episode let's move into trailers and kind of all right we'll hold on first up we got two new trailers for the cyberpunk phantom liberty one of which uh, features idris elba who i believe is the new main antagonist or protagonist rather i know you built your protagonist in the in the game proper but this one is i these I'm not 100% sure, it just looks incredible. <laughs> uh, yeah, the trailer is absolutely doing its job. Go check that out. And then there's the cinema trailer, which I didn't watch yet, but I'm going to put a link to it in the description anyway, because I, I honestly think that the new cyberpunk stuff looks amazing. So I'm kind of here to support it as much as possible. Uh, from there, though, we got the Nintendo Direct. We're talking about this in trailers because Basically, all this was was like 50 trailers for upcoming ports. Not a whole lot of original stuff in here. There is some, uh, and, and we're going to talk about some of it, but we're not going to talk about everything that was announced in the Nintendo Direct. We are uh, just going to give you some real quick highlights. First up, we got Splatoon 3 Expansion Pass, uh, Side Order DLC, and then Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, Super Mario RPG, yes please, more gameplay footage from that, please, as soon as possible. Uh, Princess Peach Showtime, one of the few original pieces from this Nintendo Direct. Uh, Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered, starring Laura Croft, this is the remastered editions. Uh, they are coming to the Switch, they're also coming to the PlayStation 5, I don't believe they're coming to uh, the Microsoft consoles at all, but... 
If that is incorrect, I will correct it next week when we talk about it. Uh, then uh, Detective Pikachu returns, a new Detective Pikachu game. Technically an original. This is not a, a port or a, an updated version. This is just a sequel. So slightly less original, but you know what it is. You know how it goes. Uh, then we got Contra Operation Galuga, which looks so freaking good. This Nintendo Direct is something that you should just take the 45 minutes or whatever it is and watch the whole dang thing because it's fantastic. Uh, Luigi's Mansion 2 HD, so another port, but again, Luigi's Mansion. F-099 is an interesting situation. F-099 is actually the OG Super Nintendo F-0 game kind of they've adapted it though to become a, a battle royale so it's i believe you can do up to 99 racers on a single track that's hence the f099 i i can't remember that might be incorrect it might be just conflating numbers in my head but uh either way it looks fantastic there's definitely a lot of uh footage out there to digest and we also have some stuff in the rumor mill dealing with this one so stick around for that uh from there we have WarioWare Move It. I love WarioWare games because they are basically video game crack. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting another DLC pack. This one is called Booster Course Pass Wave 6. Uh, Among Us got a trailer there and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door was the one that they closed out the show with because that I think is almost more anticipated than the updated version of Super Mario RPG. I don't know why, because Super Mario RPG is kind of legendary at this point, but you know, uh, that was uh, the biggest stuff from the Nintendo Direct. But again, the, the whole thing is really worth your time. It's, it's just under an hour, so grab a little snack real quick, maybe a drink, and uh, just sit down and enjoy some Nintendo awesomeness before they announce the next console. Uh, that's what we got for trailers. Let's talk now about some regular-ass news. Uh, we're going to come out with this. The first piece is the Mortal Kombat situation. So uh, I just have to, I'm, we're going to, let's, let's do something we haven't done in a main episode, in a mainline episode for some time. Let's put our reasonably nerdy caps on real quick, shall we? So Mortal Kombat 1 just launched. Uh, very specifically, Mortal Kombat 1 launched on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox series consoles, as well as PC and, or, and, and uh, Nintendo. So Steam would be PC, but Nintendo, the Switch. So people are are really like ripping into NetherRealm and the uh, I don't remember the the studio that they hired out to develop the Switch version of the game, but that looks it looks like a previous generation game because the Nintendo Switch effectively is a previous generation console. Uh, the 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 chip inside the Nintendo Switch was old when the Nintendo Switch launched. It was already out of date. All of this hardware is over a decade old versus uh, the new consoles that are just a couple of years old. This I think we're in three years into the life cycle of the series consoles and the PlayStation 5. And then obviously the PC is going to be the most uh, stellar looking of them all because you can update that uh, piecemeal module at a time and just 
I don't understand why the hate. Like, it's just, it just does not compute. Like, sure, is it a questionable choice to have released on the Switch at all? I'll give you that much, but because they did, you can take the gameplay. That's the main thing that we're looking for, right? Is solid gameplay. You can take that gameplay in your pocket effectively and go anywhere with it. And it's basically the same. There are some minor differences, but that's it's not really gameplay issues that were uh, different at launch. It was more content issues because the invasions uh, stuff is not 100% equal just yet on the Switch versus the other consoles. But again, the other consoles, you're looking at a 100 plus gig download, whereas on the Nintendo Switch, it's going to be significantly less. I don't know, exa I don't remember exactly what the measure was on the Switch, but it's not 100 gigs, I can tell you that. So yeah, I just, I, I don't get that. Somebody please, in the comments or wherever, just let me know why uh, the hate for something that just seems obvious, but whatever. Uh, reasonably nerdy caps off. We will continue with the news now, shall we? Uh, from there, let's talk about Disney Plus. Uh, actually, Disney Plus and Hulu both are raising their prices. This is not something uh, content-wise that they're streaming. This is techie side of it because it's going to cost you a lot more money. Well, maybe. Uh, so that a lot more money is actually just about $3 a month per service. So if you're paying for both services, uh, separately, which uh, a fair amount of people are doing, I'm, I'm pretty sure, because when I tried to sign up for them uh, together, it just for whatever reason didn't work. So I'm, I can't imagine I'm the only person that that happened to. Either way, uh, they're going to be approximately $3 more each, unless you have the most basic version of their service, in which case not much is really changing. Uh, the, the bundled basics is going to go up slightly. Uh, it's now it's going to be ten bucks a month. I think previously it was eight bucks a month. It might have been nine bucks a month. Actually, no, I'm pretty sure it was nine bucks a month. So that went up a dollar, and then uh, the bundled uh, ad-free versions is going up to 20 bucks, but I don't remember what the previous price point for that was because it's not in the notes because I take amazing notes. Uh, so yeah, just Disney Plus is raising prices on you because they're losing subscribers and this is a way to kind of mitigate loss, right? Uh, from there, let's talk next about Microsoft and updating a 38-year-old... Well, no, it's been 38 years since this program was updated. So the program is significantly older, but hunt. Uh, Microsoft Paint is what we're talking about. This is pretty noteworthy because, I mean, it's welcome to the end of the 20th century, not even the 21st century, because it, this is something that most image editing software was doing a long, long ago. But uh, yeah, Microsoft Paint is now getting an update. You actually three big things in this update. First up, we have the background removal tool, which factors into the second piece, which is uh, PNG uh, uh, alpha channel support, which means uh, invisible backgrounds, as well as support for layers in your piece, in your file, in your art, I guess you could call it in Microsoft Paint, which is a weird thing to say. But yeah, so three big, uh, additions to the Microsoft Paint program that are 38 years in the making. Once again, that is background removal, layers, and PNG slash alpha channel support. So that's pretty significant in the world of Microsoft. Don't know exactly where they're going with this, but I'm intrigued. So we'll keep tabs. From there, 
Let's go next over to a little bit of gear news because, you know, tech uh, is gear as well. Uh, this is for content creators. If you are a Blackmagic Cinema fan or if you happen to just be one of those content creators who uses DaVinci Resolve because it's free, well, Blackmagic, the people who created DaVinci, DaVinci Resolve, have just launched a new camera. This is their first, I believe, first uh, first as far as like the pocket uh, format goes, but first full frame cinema camera in a small form factor. Uh, it's going to be called the Cinema Camera 6K. It is again full frame, 24.6 megapixels. And then another first for this one is that it's going to be the company's first L-mount lens adapter as well. So to get lenses on there, you have to be part of, as Jared Poland would say, the L-mount alliance. Um, I don't know. It wasn't quite as dramatic as his, I know, but <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty freaking significant because this is, this is kind of a game changer in a lot of ways because it's going to be on the lower end for cost. I couldn't find a pri an exact price for it, but again, we'll try and follow up with it. Um, going to be on the lower end for cost because it is effectively the pocket format, the pocket footprint, if you will, uh, as far as like the size of the actual camera. It's just got a giant sensor in there. Uh, when they first started the pocket cinema line uh it it only had a micro four thirds sensor which is tiny tiny by comparison uh right now most of the pocket cinema cameras are rocking an aps-c uh size sensor and and which is kind of what a lot of content creators use because full frame is expensive i have uh two three uh aps-c cameras and one uh, micro four thirds but uh, yeah, so it's pretty significant in that. I didn't see the release date for it either, but I'll put that up on the screen because again, amazing notes uh, from there. Let's talk now about, this is the big one I think for this section. And this is uh, X, uh, formerly Twitter. Uh, Elon Musk has just uh, been putting it out there, not really committing to this just yet, but putting out there the idea that he's going to start charging everyone to use the platform. Uh, his reasoning behind it is this is the best way he can think of to combat bots because in order to create multiple accounts, you have to have multiple uh, credit cards because you can't pay for apparently two different accounts on the same credit card, whatever. Uh, he did say it is going to be cheaper than X premium, which is the $8 a month price tag that he's charging other people. So it's going to be cheaper than that, but how much cheaper remains to be seen. Uh, and honestly, this wouldn't be the first time that Elon has made an announcement and said, I'm going to try a thing and then received such negative response from the community or just decided that something else was a better idea. So the the, the big announcement then got swept under the rug for the new announcement. So th this is kind of a believe it when I see it kind of situation, though, if it does happen, that is pretty freaking significant. And how many people are going to pay it? Like, I feel like if it's sub $5 a month, if it's like three bucks a month or something like that, I feel like a lot of people will pay that just so that they can witness the, the, the dumpster fire that it will become uh, firsthand. So I don't know. Let's, 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 
keep tabs on that one, shall we? And then our final piece actually is kind of going to be brief, even though it is significant in its scope. Uh, the brevity is because it is very much still a developing story, uh, so I want to kind of see where the dust is going to settle, not necessarily let it settle, but see where it's going to settle uh, before we get into this anymore. But it, it should be noted because it is very newsworthy that there was a giant Microsoft, uh, I believe it was specifically the game gaming wing leak. There was a huge leak, uh, leaked a new version of the Microsoft Series uh, X console. It's a Series X, but it's digital cloud-based, so it's the the more advanced soft or firmware, hardware, that's the word I was looking for, more advanced hardware, but no, uh, Im no disk drive, so you won't be able to play physical media. It will only be cloud-based media or downloaded media. Uh, so that leaked, uh, new pro controller leaked, and then a whole bunch of Bethesda games leaked. Um, the, the Phil Spector has addressed this, uh, saying that the, a, a lot of this information is old information and that the company has moved from it since. So we will talk about some of those implications in the rumor mill, because that's generally where we discuss specifics on leaks. But, uh, yeah, that it, we just had to talk about this because it's too huge to not even kind of address and if there is like major developments we will definitely be talking about it again next week but that right now is all we have for uh gaming and tech uh, we do have a suggestion though to get out of the way so gaming and tech suggestion for the week just follow the link in the description i don't know what to tell you <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. That's that's what we got. Ryan Reynolds doing an ad uh, that is more than just an ad, and that's your that's your tech. I I don't. It maybe maybe it's a cop out. I don't know. It was just too good to not uh, bring light to. I guess is the way to do it. So yeah, go check out the link. Comic Books and Books is a section. Uh, not a whole lot of new stuff going on here, but we do have some stuff, so let's do that. Uh, we It's all regular news. The regular news for Comic Books and Books is Moon Knight uh, is getting killed off and then resurrected a brand new. Though it is noteworthy in that uh, this, this isn't this was kind of known for some time because previews are a thing, and so previews are like months and months out. But uh, it was it was thought that it was going to be, when Moon Knight was brought back, it was going to be a completely different character. A uh, female character from the books. Can't remember her name right now. Not in the notes. You know how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, the, the new book is going to be called uh, Vengeance, Moon Knight Vengeance. Uh, the writer is going to be Jed McKay, and the artist is going to be Alessandro Capu Cappuccio. Uh, yeah, it, it the new and then there's a new suit as well for the Moon Knight, which looks freaking awesome. If you're watching the show right now, then you're seeing it on the screen. If you're listening to the show, you should be watching. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it looks pretty freaking awesome, and it also very much looks like it it could still be Mark Spector, just another one of his personalities being awakened uh, because that's kind of the language they use in the, the new previews. So very interesting there. Uh, from there though, let's move over to the uh, other the other piece of news. We only have the two. The other piece of news is the Ultimate Universe is making a return. Uh, Jonathan Hickman is coming back with Brian Hitch to reboot the Ultimate Universe. We've kind of speculated that this might happen and 
here's the uh, the announcement that it is in fact happening uh hickman is going to be doing uh Starting in November is when the series will be on shelves. It is going to be following the Ultimate Invasion arc that is currently going on. So this could be freaking pretty significant. Uh, the Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe is going to be a major factor in the rebooting of the Ultimate Universe. So we've got a lot more comic books to read, apparently, because Hickman... Uh, there's no slouch when it comes to that. Hopefully they'll keep the Ultimate Universe running for a little while longer this time and, I don't know, maybe write some quality stuff that comic book nerds want to read. Uh, yeah, so that's what we got for comic books and books. Wait, so, suggestions for comic books this week. Uh, it, I'm, we're going Amalgam Universe, Dark Claw, again. Uh, we've, we've talked about this previously. There was a time in the early 90s where uh, DC and Marvel writers were uh, boycotting, I believe is the, what happened there. They weren't writing for DC and Marvel. They needed something to do. They were selling their own stuff. So they created the Amalgam Universe, which is taking superheroes from the DC side and the Marvel side and mashing them up together. And that's how we got some really interesting stuff in the early 90s, uh, the, not the least of which being Dark Claw, which is the amalgamation of Wolverine and Batman. So it's uh, Logan Wayne is the name of the character. And it's basically Batman's history with Wolverine abilities and then this oh it's it's just really freaking cool if you've never read it then try to get your hands on it you might have to go like find a digital copy of it because i don't know it's pretty difficult to find physical copies of i do have a couple of the issues of, uh physically in my collection but those don't get touched <laughs> either way it's a whole hell of a lot of fun so definitely go read some amalgam dark claw this week as your book suggestion That brings us to TV news. We have some good news over on Netflix for a pretty huge show there these days, as well as some Walking Dead greatness and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles getting a new series. We're going to talk about that. And then Buffy is getting a new series. Kind of. We'll get to that. So... First up, follow-ups and corrections. Coming out the gate, we have The Wonder Years has officially been canceled after two seasons. Imagine my surprise. Uh, also, the big piece from Netflix, One Piece, is getting renewed for a second season. So congratulations to all you One Piece fans. Apparently, uh, the live-action series is quite good. I have not yet started to watch it, though. It is on my list. Uh, then we have Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. The premiere episode is available for free over on the YouTube channel, so you can go look it up on the YouTubes. It's pretty stinking great. I just watched episode two. I am so into this series. I, I just really dig The Walking Dead. And this is like, it just gets better with age. It's like fine wine or bad cheese, whatever. Uh, from there, we have uh, another announcement of an older series, uh, older uh, show rather. Werewolf by Night is getting re-released this year, just in time for Halloween. Uh, October 20th, Disney Plus is going to re-release Werewolf by Night, but this time it's going to be in color for some reason. I thought the black and white was an artistic choice and that was done on purpose and then I, I just don't understand why we would be coloring the thing, whatever. Uh, and then we have Dark Winds is the next piece in follow-ups. Dark Winds, the show brought to you by uh, George R.R. R. Martin and Robert Redford that is based on, uh, what is the author's name? What's uh, Tony Hillerman. Uh, 
the the Leaphorn and Chi book series, uh, this TV series is based on, and it's actually quite good. I'm I'm about halfway through season one right now, and it just got renewed for a third season. So congratulations to everybody who's watching that. It's actually a quite good show. We'll talk about that though in the that just happened for this week, which honestly is probably just going to go up next week because that seems to be the way that just happened works. Uh, that's what we got for follow-ups and corrections. Let's talk now about trailers. Uh, so apparently season two of Quantum Leap is actually happening in spite of the fact that we talked about previously it was potentially going to get axed. Well, it didn't. We now have a season two trailer. Uh, October 4th is when this is set to start, though. I honestly would not be surprised if a lot of this stuff starts to take a little bit more time because, you know, strikes are a thing. And then uh, Kite Man gets his trailer. Finally, the name of the show is Kite Man. Hell yeah. Still no specific release date. We do know it's going to be sometime next year, though. Uh, Goosebumps, new new series over on Disney Plus, got a new trailer. Uh, Justin Long is going to be starring in this one. This is not going to be like the Goosebumps anthology series from back in my childhood years. Uh, this is going to be a completely different. Uh, uh, solo uh, narrative uh, that takes you through the entire season that has influences from the books, which is very interesting. And also, Justin Long is always a win, so there's that. Uh, from there, we have Frasier just dropped a proper trailer this week that seems that they've taken a couple of core elements of the character of Frasier and tweaked them a little bit. So I don't know how exactly I feel about that, but I'm still going to watch it because I love Frasier. Uh, and then Follow the House of Usher, we got a proper trailer again. Modernizing Poe is an interesting thing to do. I honestly was expecting this to be a little bit more of a period piece. So when this trailer dropped, color me surprised with the modernization, but still, uh, it's going to be great because that's just the way it goes. And then, uh, Chucky season three got its first trailer, uh, announcement trailer, I guess it's going to be happening rather soon. We have, uh, no specific release date apparently for that one yet either. Uh, in the trailer though, we get a little taste of Keenan Thompson for some reason that I'm totally here for because that dude is hilarious. Uh, and also the, is it just me or is the series so much better than the attempted reboot, uh, be when there was the whole rights issue and they could use child's play and they could use chucky and yeah i, I i'm on the chucky side for sure let's uh, we haven't really had that conversation where do you fall on that one uh from there we have one final trailer and that is percy jackson and the olympians has finally dropped a trailer and a release date the release date for this one is december 20th it will be going straight to disney plus as you would expect uh that's what we got for trailers this week let's talk now about some regular ass news uh we did get a little bit more information i guess this could have been a follow-up but the this is the confirmation, I guess, of speculation previously. Uh, Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the spin-off animated series that we talked about potentially happening. Well, now it's officially happening. Uh, Mutant Mayhem spin-off is set for sometime in 2024. It will stream to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie will be on Paramount+, Plus uh, today, as I'm recording, actually. September 19th is the date that it got released onto Paramount Plus. So go, you can go watch it yourself uh, if you were waiting for it to hit streaming. There you go. And then we have our Buffy bit. 
Okay, so this is Buffy without the Buffy. <laughs> uh, there's a new audio podcast. Uh, so Audible is apparently doing a Buffy series that is reuniting much of the original cast, but not all of the original cast. We are not getting Sarah Michelle Gellar uh, doing the voice of Buffy because it would seem there is no Buffy in this Buffy story. Uh, so the story centers around Spike. Spike is trying to find Buffy, but instead uh, runs into Cordelia, who is the Slayer in an alternate universe. So this is a Buffy multiverse story because that's all the all the rage right now. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're getting Marsters, we're getting Charisma Carpenter, we're getting a bunch of the original cast coming back to do voices for this, which is pretty freaking cool. Audible's doing some really interesting stuff. This is their first time doing Buffy, so hopefully it goes well so that we can get some more quality things out of them. And that is what we have for our regular ass news, which leaves only... TV, streaming, suggestion for the week, Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. If you're not watching this show and you like horror, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't care how you felt about the original Walking Dead series, the new uh, Daryl Dixon show, as well as the Dead City show. Both are standalone are fantastic, but when you add them into the awesome that was the original, in my eyes, then they're just that much better. But there is, there is nothing about this show that wouldn't also just work by itself. You don't need any of the previous stuff. You don't need to have any previous knowledge of the series. You can start episode one for free on YouTube. Go watch that and then try and get your hands on episode two because episode two is good stuff. Go check out Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. That is your suggestion this week for TV. The movie section this week is going to be a little short. We have a new Nick Cage movie that has uh, dropped its first trailer, which is <laughs> really interesting. Uh, we have Lando, we have uh, Star Wars things. We have actually a little bit more than that, so let's do this. Uh, no follow-ups, no corrections, though we do have a trailer, and that is Dream Scenario is the name of the movie. It's coming from A24. It is maybe a horror movie, but it's definitely a comedy starring Nick Cage. Um, yeah, just, I don't, I mean, so the trailer, kind of about 90% of the trailer, 95% of the trailer even, makes this into a comedy. But then you get to the end and it's like, wait, that's actually kind of freaking creepy as well. So there's some horror elements, as you would probably expect from A24. I don't know that A24 really puts out bad stuff, so absolutely go watch this. I don't even know if you would need to watch the trailer in order to understand that the movie's going to be great because of the A24 tag. But either way trailer dropped go watch it it's great and then let's talk about some regular ass news uh first up in regular ass news we got a new lego movie coming out is lego avengers code red uh it was teased at san diego comic-con this past summer and now it has announced that it will be going straight to disney plus it's going to be one of their special event uh situation things whatever uh october 27th is when it's going to drop on the disney plus looks pretty good not gonna lie, uh, Lego movies, you can't really go wrong there. We'll talk about that in the suggestions, but, uh, and then our last piece, and this one's actually fairly significant. This is Lando, the Lando Calrissian Star Wars series that was supposed to go straight to Disney Plus is actually 
got an upgrade to a movie instead. So uh, this is according to Donald Glover. He was recently doing an interview. Um, I feel like this might have been a violation of his SAG uh, uh, strike paperwork or documents or whatever, because it seems that he's promoting the movie in a way which they're not supposed to do while the strike is happening. So I don't know, maybe it's a little bit of a gray area that I don't understand, but seems to be that he was breaking the rules Either way, we got some really cool news out of it. Uh, so Lando was originally supposed to be a series on Disney+, Plus, uh, has gotten upgraded in this days of Ahsoka time uh, to a proper movie. Uh, though, that's how everyone is painting it. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say right now that uh, at, at the very least in the world of Disney, uh, the movie is not the upgrade. If you get upgraded to a series from a movie, that's the upgrade because uh, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, very specifically, I, I'm thinking of the, the storytelling options available for something like Mandalorian or Ahsoka. Uh, so if the movie got upgraded to, or the series rather, got upgraded to a movie, then that means maybe they didn't have enough material that they felt like they could support eight episodes, eight to ten episodes of a show. So they had, they were able to fill uh, two hours, but not six hours. Seems to, seems, seems to stand to reason there. So uh, yeah, I, I just don't know if that's necessarily an upgrade. Though still, it, the, it's still moving forward to some degree. So I'm here for that, assuming that they have learned their lesson from Solo. Uh, uh, that's what we got for, for movie section. So that leaves only movie suggestions this week. And uh, to celebrate Batman Day a little late, and also the whole Lego conversation we were just having, Lego Batman. What better way to do both? Uh, it's quality, freaking hilarious movie. Will Arnett as the voice of Batman is freaking fantastic. I he's, I would say he's uh, as far as like comedic performances as the Cape Crusader, one of the best. Uh, I don't know that anybody will ever be better than Adam West, though. That's not intentionally comedic i don't think either way the lego batman movie is absolutely a great time and this one's totally safe to watch with the entire family so why not which leaves only the rumor mill nerds uh in the rumor mill this week we have some mortal kombat 1 leaks to talk about we also have f099 leaks to talk about as well as uh rumor around the avengers secret wars this is a new rumor not revisiting old stuff so let's get into it uh first up we do have new sources for old rumors this one is Chan channing tatum rumored to be uh hitting the silver screen as Gambit once again. Uh, this one is according to IMDb, though IMDb is notoriously wrong on a lot of this kind of stuff, so take that what you will. Uh, that's the only new source, so let's get into actual new rumors. This first rumor is Mortal Kombat 1. This is a leak. This is a data mine leak, so very likely this is related to what's actually going to happen though this one's a little bit different than previous leaks we've talked about gaming wise uh, it comes from the same many of the same sources uh who 
previously have leaked such information, but the nature of this one's a bit different. So previously we were able to see like character, the code behind character select screens, and then the, the abbreviated version of character names is what gave away who was going to be in the next combat pack or what have you, DLC and whatnot and so forth. So this one though comes from dialogue. This one comes from the script. Unused lines of dialogue is a little less certain that these things are going to come to fruition. Emphasis on little though, because a lot of this actually makes sense. So the list as it stands right now as of recording is as follows. Noob Saibot, Cyrax, Kotokan, or He-Man, or Conan, uh, Ghost-Faced, unknown female character, Jade, Cassie Cage, and Kung Jin. Those are all the rumored characters that are going to be coming in what is presumed to be a combat pack 2. Now, let's discuss this ever so briefly. So what we know of combat pack 1, at least two of those characters, uh, is it? No, three of those characters, at least three of those characters factor into the story. Two of them very heavily factor into the story. One of them, the story kind of revolves around to a minor degree as far as like who the, ant uh, the, the, the villains are. So the DLC fighters are not... Uh, are not uh, afraid to be in story mode. We also know that the story mode for Mortal Kombat 1 ends fairly abruptly. Uh, it kind of doesn't really satisfy as well as it should, which kind of lends itself to uh, make one wonder if maybe there's not going to be another story DLC, like I postulated about a month ago when all of these leaks and rumors started hitting the internet. So yeah, this is all starting to line up that we are going to see some some uh, story DLC, if if not a combat pack two, because I feel like there could be a combat pack two, and also some story DLC. That's what we got with Mortal Kombat 11, and then COVID happened, so blah. But uh, yeah, so the the inclusion of Noob Saira. Uh, so I'm reading two names. The inclusion of Noob Cybot, Cyrax, who is going to be in his robot form, according to the leak. Uh, so Noob Cybot, Cyrax, probably Kotal Khan. I would be very surprised if we saw He-Man and or Conan instead of Kotal Khan. So we'll see Kotal. Uh, and then we will probably see Cassie Cage, Kung Jin, and Jade as well in the continuation of the story. Those characters are all kind of already being hinted at and alluded to in the existing story. So it, lends, it stands to reason that we will see them uh, uh, going forward with this story. Uh, so likelihood that these are accurate i'm gonna still put this rather high even though the nature of this leak is a little bit different than previous leaks in uh, of the same uh class uh it's we're still going 90 percent. i still very much believe that we will see all of these characters uh though who the unknown female character is very much remains to be seen i think ghostface is a kind of an obvious uh cameo at this point and i'm really curious who else other cameos might be uh, because there's only technically one listed here. I don't believe that He-Man and Conan are going to be uh, uh, cameos, or not cameos, uh, <laughs> guest character fighters. That's what I meant to say. Uh, so yeah, very. We'll be we'll be keeping tabs on this one. But let's move on before I continue to ramble on about Mortal Kombat. Uh, Avengers: Secret Wars is our next one. 
Ian McKellen is being rumored to be coming back to the role of Magneto in Avengers Secret Wars. I'm here for it. <laughs> I think it'll be awesome. It is supposed to be a quick cameo. It's not that he's going to be on screen for like half the movie or anything like that. So his age is less of a factor because a lot of people online have said, well, he's going to be like 90 years old. How are they going to do that? Uh, because he doesn't have to like carry the movie. Uh, so yeah, 80% likely, I think Magneto is going to be, uh, a version of Magneto is going to be represented by Ian McKellen. Are they going to use the actual actor? Hopefully. Will they use CGI? Possibly. Uh, but either way, we are going to see Ian McKellen's likeness as Magneto at least one more time in a movie in Secret Wars. About 80% likely. From there, we have a uh, gaming rumor. We have all these gaming rumors. A gaming rumor, Outer Worlds 2, that has been announced and is currently in development. Uh, this one is going to support uh, multiplayer for Outer Worlds 2. Um, this one comes from a new source, so I'm not giving it a whole lot. But if I remember correctly, they were trying to do some sort of multiplayer for the first game and what with them being kind of in competition with the fallout franchise you know because obsidian used to do fallout before bethesda bought the rights uh yeah it just kind of stands to reason that they'll do something with multiplayer uh, to stay relevant because while a, a a great robust single player game is very welcome i would also like the other bits and i'm sure i'm not alone in that so uh likelihood though for this one because again, new source, uh, and also uh, just can't really substantiate this from anyone else. We're going 65%, which is pretty low for a gaming rumor. Our next rumor is also a gaming rumor. Uh, this one is F099. We talked about this previously in the gaming section. We have a new leak uh, data mine situation that reveals that there is code existing in the game that alludes to arcade mode and survival mode for F-099. Uh, this very well could be a thing. Also, this very well could be ideas that they were working out and then just the code remained in the game, which would not be the first time such things have happened. So uh, I, I'm, I want to believe that the more mode options is the way this is going to go. So 80% likely that we will actually see more than just the Battle Royale in F-099. Uh, from there, we have one last rumor, and that is a new Doom game called Year Zero. Uh, we talked briefly in the gaming section about the Microsoft, the epic Microsoft leak, and part of that was a few games, the most notable of which is Doom Zero. According to the leak, uh, it is going to be a new... Uh, uh, that's all we actually know is the game title, but if you infer a little bit from the title, previously the Year Zero moniker that has been given to other IPs has been a, a, a telling of the origin story, a proper telling of the origin story. Whereas, you know, uh, instead of just alluding to a, the, the history, we're actually witnessing the origin. So, uh, seems possible, but considering Phil Spector's, uh, Spencer's um, uh, address to 
all of the leak situation. I feel like that drops this one a little bit. Uh, so we're going about 60% likely for that one, just because it seems like that could have just been an idea kicking around that maybe somebody saw in some emails and kind of started to run with it. Though it would be awesome, considering the state of the Doom franchise, it would be pretty freaking cool to actually see a proper origin story for that situation. I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, so yeah, that's what we got for rumors, nerds. And also, that is where the episode ends. Uh, yeah, this is kind of was a long one, uh, longer than anticipated considering the time of night. So thank you very much, nerds, for sticking around. Uh, I will I'll see you in the next one for sure. If you're falling behind in your nerd news and you want to catch up, you can click or tap the box that is uh, to the side of my face right now to do that. Don't forget to subscribe and find me on the socials and do all the things. Unless, like, Twitter uh, becomes a paid platform, in which case I won't be on it anymore. But I, either way, I appreciate your face, nerds. We'll see you in the next one. Before we go, always, always remember that if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here.